in your classic Vilna Shas, so in the back of the Mesechta Avodah Gemara, you will see many small Mesechtas that we call Mesechtas Ketanos, you'll have Mesechtas Tzitzis, Mesechtas Kala. There's another Mesechta there called Mesechta Soifrim. And in Mesechta Soifrim, as the name sounds like Soifrim Safras, there's a lot going on. There's, first of all, many halachas of Safras, of how to write things, how to make tagim crowns on letters. There's also the halachas of Kriyashma, and a discussion of really minhagim, of shul, of what we lane on certain days, haftairas, a lot of things going on. So in Mesechta Soifrim, if you go through the middle of the prakim there, you will see that there's a reference to saying certain psukim when we take out the Sefer Torah, when we put the Sefer Torah back in. There's a concept of Shir Shalyam. You'll see, you see the uh, origin of Kiddush Levana, the Menhagim of what to say on Hanukkah, Aramimcha, Hashem, Kiddilisani, which we do say, Mizmah Shir Chanukah Sabayis. So there are many things to be found in Masech Tosafim. So would that be a good source to find the original Siddur. So the truth is, there's a machlekes in the Rishonim. What exactly is Masech Tosafim? Who wrote it? Many Rishonim learned that it was written in the times of the Tanam, so it has the din of a b'risa, which is the same time as the Mishnayis, which is very authoritative. There are those, the Rush and other Rishonim that say, no, this was written much later on, written by the Ga'inim, so it, is, it cannot be an original uh, source for the Siddur. Additionally, there are many different girsais, many different uh, ways that we understand it was written. If you look at the Gra, there's a mo- in many Gemaras, there's something called the Nuschois HaGra on the side of Mesech Tosifrim. Every page, there's uh, dozens of corrections, and there's actually someone printed a Mesech Tosifrim according to the Girsa, the version of the Gra, of the Vilna Gain, and it looks totally different to the one that is, that is uh, printed in your standard Gemara. So, it is very difficult to say that this is the original source, and we could we can use that to to figure out who, which siddur is the correct siddur. So it is not a good uh, good source. It ends up being fascinating to go through it and see how far back many of the things we say you know go back to. But to to prove from there from a sechta from that a specific siddur, a Sephardi siddur, Ashkenazi siddur is more correct. It would not be uh, it would not be a valid proof as there are many different gears to changes over the years, and it is not uh, seen as as authoritative as, as a Mishnah, as a Gemara. So we'll leave it as a, as a, a reference, but not a source as a, as a proof. Now, moving on in the, in the Siddur, so we have, in Shas, we, have, we had uh, many brachos, we have Shman Esrei, Kriyashma. So a lot of what we have in our current modern-day Siddur is something that is called piyutim. A, a piyut is based on the Greek word of, of poetry, piyutim, like a poem. So the early payatin would write uh, tfilois using the, the, the order of the aleph base. You have many piyutim. If you go through your slichois, kinos, many parts of davening in Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, there's even piyutim for Shabbos HaGadol. There are many piyutim that we find throughout our Siddur. If you look, the Ibn Ezra has a famous line. He was very against the addition of Putim, even though it was written by many great people, Rabbi Lazar HaKalir, among others. Still, he was, he was against the, the concept of Putim, and some other Rishonim also didn't feel that Putim were, were part of davening. So the two basic reasons why some Rishonim didn't agree to it was that, first of all, a very important and many people can uh, relate to this, is that if you have lots of piyutim, it ends up being a turnoff for davening. 
davening schleps out. So it's better, you know, we have enough in our siddur. Why should we add more things to just keep all, to keep people hostage? That was one opinion found in the Rishonim. Additionally, it wasn't in the framework of the Anshe Knesset Hagdaila. So who are we to start adding new tefillahs? That was the, a basic, a very... Uh, a, a tame argument. However, the Ibn Ezra, when he writes his arguments, he had, he had an attack on Rabbi Lazar HaKalir that he shouldn't have, have written what, uh, what he did. He has four basic arguments. Number one is that in the, in the, in the, in the Piyutim, often HaKadosh Baruch is referred to by different things like an Arye, like a lion, or other types of animals or koiches that we refer to Hashem as, and you would never make a bracha, baracha ta'arye, referring to God. So why would you daven and refer to God as as different um, animals or beings? That was a, that was a tiny number one. Uh, number two, he said that the piyutim were written in Aramaic, and why would we daven in Aramaic? We should always daven in Lashon Kaidish. So that's uh, number two. Another... another uh, Complaint he had against Rabbi Lazar Hakalir and uh, and his colleagues. The third issue he had was that the dikduk, the proper way of writing, was off. That there's no way anybody would talk like that, and they use they substitute different letters just to, for poetic license. So Ibn Ezra was upset about this as well. And the fourth thing, which we could probably relate to anybody that that's trying to go through the davening kinos or slichas, that it's very, very complicated. It's not simple. It's not straightforward. He said the anshikinas sagdarla where they were masaking tefillah. Tefillah should be understood by people. You take out your, you know, your your your. Uh, your you look at look at a siddur. So for the most part, you might need a, a little extra help from the art school, but more or less, you know what you're saying. You take out a slichas. You take out. Kinnus, it's esoteric, uh, random, ramazim to a medrash. It's, it's uh, very difficult for even someone who's a Tamil Chacham to really know what's going on in regarding, regarding the slichas, regarding many of the, of the piyutim. So therefore, the Ibn Ezra says we should not do this. And there are communities in Klayasol that they go with this. They do not add uh, too many piyutim. However... There are those that argued. The Rashba wrote that uh, Hashem should be on the Ibn Ezra. How could the Ibn Ezra write against the the, uh, the Rebbe Lazar HaKalir who was, was held in high esteem by Rashi, by Toysavis, they quote him. So how could the Ibn Ezra go against, uh, write against him? Additionally, the Maharal and the Aruch HaShulchan, you have all, many of the Achronim uh, answering all the various tainas, all the various issues that the Ibn Ezra had with the with the piyutim, and they're answered each in its own place. The Maral has his pshat in different things, and the Archashochan has a discussion about Tiktok and Ruch HaKodesh, and how everything does make sense. So there are definitely uh, responses to the complaints of the, of, the, of, the, of the Ibn Ezra. So the truth is, if you go throughout the Machzarim, so if you look at your art scroll Machzar, so what they did was, by Yaman Aram, is they put what they felt most people do say they put that in the in in the main bulk of the of the siddur and it's part of Khazar Sashat. And then they say there are those communities, usually the Yekis or others, that add other uh piyutim, so you can find that in the back of the siddur. So if you look at the back of the Mahzar, there are many, many additions to the to the to the siddur, the piyutim. You'll have this by many by the uh Arab Parshias, Pasha Zachar, Parsha's Para. Some communities, they do add piyutim, while others do not. It's interesting that if you think about our siddur, 
the your our meaning the classic nusach Ashkenaz svard your typical siddur when it comes to birchas kriyishma there are many breaks in between the paragraphs and we know that's not really in between a paragraph we just learned the halachas in kriyishma that one is allowed to interrupt. It is easier to interrupt in between paragraphs than to interrupt while you're in the middle of a bracha. So you would think you take out a siddur and wherever there's a space, that's in between a paragraph. But the truth is the Gemara says that's not what a, a paragraph means. When we say bein haprakim, it means between the brachas, not between uh, a, a stop and paragraph. So why, in fact, is there a, a break? Let's say uh, you have eshem hakela melech right? So why is that the beginning of a paragraph? So the truth is, if you look at some of the Different sederim, there was a piyut, there was a there were piyutim to be said in between each of these paragraphs. So even though we don't say that, so our custom is to pause in between uh, different paragraphs. So it seems like it's a break, it's a break in the in the program, but really it's only there because they used to add piyutim to it, and the minog uh, stands in its place that at least will stop and will pause in between. Uh, as shame and and kaddish kaddish and baruch kavod, so that is why you have breaks in the in the paragraphs. So that's another reason why you'll have different sederim. You'll have some that add many piyutim, some only have a little, some, some piyutim, some have zero, some have all of them. So that's another reason why we have different uh, types of sederim. So who, who wrote the first actual sider? We had some. Parts of Tefillah and Shas, some in the Seifrim. Now we spoke about the added Putim. So, where's the first Siddur? So, in the 8th century, when Yidin were moving to Spain and it was, it was a becoming a, uh, an established community, so they sent a letter to Rav Amram Goin uh, of Bavel and they asked him for uh, a Siddur, print us or write a Siddur for us. So, he, he responded based on the two, the Minak two yeshivas, which is a common. If you if you go to the the Sifri Haga'inim, if you look at the Ga'inim's work, they quote the, the two yeshivas, which was Sura and Pampadisa. That's where they that was Bavel. That was that was in the previous uh, generation. So they they sent a siddur. Uh, it's the original siddur called Rav Amram Goin Siddur. So that was the original siddur that, that they used for a hundred years. Again, many communities printed it. You hope they didn't change anything, but that was the original Siddur called Rav Amram Goin. About a hundred years later, Rav Sadia Goin wrote a Siddur. But again, this was, this was lost throughout the years. They only recovered the original manuscript, manuscript uh, recently. So there was a Siddur called Rav Sadia Goin. Additionally, if you look at the Rambam, the end of Hilchus Tzvilah, he writes his own Siddur. And then you have the commentary of the Avudraham, which is another hundred years later. So that's the bulk of of where the Sephardic Siddur comes from. They have the Goinim, of Abram Goin, of Sadi Goin. They also have the influence of the Rambam and the Pshatim of the Avudraham. So that would be the original uh, Siddur for, that the Sephardim would use. How about an Ashkenazim? So there was a Sefer, there was a, uh, a Rishon which was called by the Machsar Vitri. He was a Talmud of Rashi. So he wrote the Machsar Vitri. This is probably the original Ashkenaz Siddur. And the Mirtashem tomorrow will we'll talk about some changes that took place and many uh, disputes over the years, which leads to our current Sephardic Siddur, Ashkenazi Siddur, and we'll get to, uh, we'll, we'll broaden the conversation, bring in the Kabbalah and the various arguments in Halacha and how we uh, formulate our Siddur.